Good morning, everyone. This is Mike Mascaro, and I'll be a reviewer today on the Electronics Review Board. Today, we're going to be talking about the Epson Stylus Inkjet Printer, the R3000 specifically. Um, what a fantastic printer. I'll take all the suspense out of it right away. I think um, if you're looking for a printer for $850, then you are listening to the right podcast because I think you'll be quite pleased um, with my report today. Now, actually, it's $850. Um, Minus the $200 rebate Epson has going on. So let me just do some quick math here. And uh, So that's $650. Um, picked that one up from my uh, favorite broadcaster, Howard Stern. I, I always like the uh, the math machine calculations. Hey, Howard. Um, how you doing? And hope you're listening. But uh, anyway, uh, the R3000, great printer. Um, not a small printer, just to kind of warn you, if you're looking at a printer that um, can be compact and take with you on vacation, um, you're most likely going to stop by the uh, TSA because um, it's not small at all. You're going to be paying the extra luggage fee if you're um, going on a plane and uh, think you're going to plug it into your hotel room somewhere. But as far as a stationary printer, I would say um, you couldn't probably find a better $650 printer and again um, taking that $200 rebate out of there doing that quick goat math that I do and um, you're looking at a just a great product now I must say right off the bat I did buy one and the first one that came in um, was actually broken uh, I took it out of the box and I loaded up the rolled paper and we'll talk about that in a minute and um, it didn't work. So I guess the reason why I bring that up is because right out of the bat, I've always enjoyed working with um, Epson Technical Support. Always very, very uh, professional people, super knowledgeable guys over there. And I've used their uh, their live sessions, you know, their live chat sessions, and I've used their phone support and their email. So I'm probably the customer from hell. They probably have me on some bulletin board over there, um, kind of like the FBI's don't talk list. But uh, I, I can't say enough about those guys. I don't get any kickbacks from them. Obviously, I'm small potatoes over here doing podcasts from my home. But the reality is, is when somebody does a good job, I, I feel like I should, um, you know, acknowledge them. And, and as far as their support, and, and not just on this product, I have some of their other products in my home cinema and um, just uh, always been right there when you need them. So $200 rebate, I have no problem with that. A lot of people get scared with the rebates because they uh, aren't sure if the company is going to ever pay or if they get lost in the mail. But I have to say... I have done several um, rebates with uh, Epson, and they've always been really good about getting you your money. Matter of fact, their website even has a status page, so you can check on the progress of it if um, you're curious if your money got lost in the mail. Now, going back to what I started kind of saying earlier, this is not a small printer. Um, I think it measures roughly about two feet. So if you're looking at it from uh, from the front, which I don't know why, uh, I hope I'm not the only one, but I get confused when I see these stupid dimensions, which is width and depth. Height I usually can figure out, but if you're looking at the printer, we'll put this in easy terms, um, at the front of the printer from left to right, it's about two feet wide, I guess is what you call it. Um, and then from front to back, it's probably about 16 inches, I say. I probably should have wrote them down, but I, I took some quick measurements before we started here today. And, and um, it probably stands in the ballpark of about uh, nine or 10 inches tall. And here's the kicker. It weighs almost 40 pounds. So if you think you're going to set this thing up on a snack table next to your computer, you're probably sadly mistaken. And also keep in mind, if you're buying this printer, you probably realize this is a wide format printer. And I think wide format means basically anything from that can print 13 inches wide um, 
and I think they're 17 inch wide, and I think you can get 24 inches wide, but this is kind of the entry level wide format printer, meaning you can print smaller prints, four by sixes and five by sevens, eight by tens, but you can also print up to a 13 inch wide uh, piece of paper. And Epson claims that you can print a 44 inch long print. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm gonna guess that you're probably gonna use up most of your ink printing a 13 by 44 picture. But if you want to knock yourself out, it appears that this printer can do it. Now, as far as the ink itself goes, you're looking at um, nine ink cartridges. It has what uh, Epson calls is the two levels of black. They have one cartridge, which is the photo black and one for the matte black. And that kind of correlates um, depending on which paper you're gonna be using. There's also a third black they really don't talk about, but it's called light black. Now, the light black, uh, they probably don't, I think it's probably considered one of the core colors in the nine color ink cartridge scheme that they have. But they all range somewhere in the ballpark about 25 to 30 bucks a piece if you're gonna replace them, but they are almost a full 26 milliliters in capacity. And what does that mean in easy terms? Well, it means that it's probably double the capacity of what you have if you have a just a you know a regular inkjet printer um, built for residential use, less frequent changes obviously, and um, you know you're I think you're probably getting more bang for your buck because I have other inkjet printers um, that start with the C, and they I think they take 13 milliliter cartridges and they are um, about the same price. So you can buy a package price um, from Adorama. I've looked those up and I love Adorama. So. And I think for 230 bucks, you can replace all nine cartridges. Sounds pricey, but so far I've printed off quite a few prints and uh, I'm still not out of ink. So happy to say the ink cartridges seem to last longer. And one quick note, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. When you're switching between the um, photo black and the matte black cartridges, you are going to be losing a little bit of um, ink. I probably shouldn't say even a little bit. Uh, you could potentially lose a lot of ink depending on um, which way you're switching. So as an example, if you're going from the matte black to the photo black cartridge, it's going to purge about almost three milliliters of, um, of black ink. Now, if you're going from photo to matte, you're only going to lose about one milliliter. Now, this isn't according to me. This is according to Epson documentation. The reality is this. Here's what I can break it down to. If you're going to print a lot of um, glossy photos, you're going to be using the photo black uh, ink cartridge. If you're going to be printing on like the Epson fine art paper, um, and if you're not familiar with those, we can talk a little bit about those a little bit later on. But the fine art paper is just really superb um, high-end paper. We're talking acid-free, cotton fiber-based type paper, um, stuff that you would put in you know museum quality type photos. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, Epson line of papers. You know, I think a lot of people think, well, yeah, so Epson sells the paper, they sell the ink, they sell the printer. Um, they're really trying to get you. I don't think this is a situation of a razor and a razor blade um, where they'll give you the razor for free and then they want you to be um, to buy their blades. What I think this is is a fact that Epson just seems to be dominating uh, the imaging field. Now, I don't know this for a fact. It's only my personal opinion. But I read a lot and um, now experiencing it firsthand – Epson seems to make a fantastic product. The paper is high quality. The ink seems to be high quality. I really don't know. I guess um, call me in 200 years and I'll tell you if the, the, the prints still look good because um, I think that's what they, some of their, you know, you read some of these articles, they're like, oh yeah, the ink will last 200 years. The reality is if it lasts 30 years, I'll be happy because 
if I'm still here in 30 years, it'll be a celebration. But, um, you know, I, I think they do make some of the best paper out there, and uh, in my opinion. And I haven't tried a lot of the different papers, but I have bought some other brands and ran it through the printer. And there's a clear difference um, in, you know, the paper that I've used with Epson so far and some of the store-bought paper that I bought from your local office um, supply stores. So I did purchase the sample pack from Epson, which is a package of paper that includes the um, some of the fine art papers and things. And let me tell you, uh, today's review is not necessarily about the paper, but I do want to recommend that if you just want to experiment, pick up the signature, uh, I think they call it the signature worthy paper pack. Awesome pack of paper. I think it's like 25 bucks. You get 14 sheets of their finest paper and you're going to see right off the bat um, when you hold this paper why it's so expensive. Matter of fact, I, I recommend picking up a pair of a, um, I guess you'd call them lint-free gloves. They look like little white craft gloves. But uh, one of the things I already realized, and um, because I am an amateur, is that the ink from your hand absolutely makes a difference. So when you're handling that paper, and especially this paper, which is two or three bucks a sheet um, when you break it all down, you're going to want to make sure you're wearing a, um, a set of gloves. Um, and I think these lint-free gloves. I actually went down to um, Michael's Craft Stores and uh, was looking for them, and the, the folks over there couldn't find, I guess they didn't sell them. I went up to the framing counter, and, and the lady ended up giving me a pair that they use when they're framing. So I appreciate that, and uh, hopefully you don't lose your job if your boss is listening. But um, at any rate, you kind of got a free plug. So a free pair of lint gloves for a free plug, why not? I think it's a fair trade-off. So let's talk about some of the other cool features that you can do with this printer that um, you might not be able to do with your regular old everyday Epson printer. Uh, you have the nine color cartridges. You have the 13 inch wide printing, which we talked about. You can do the huge panoramics. Um, you have the large photo capacities. One of the cool things I've also learned uh, using this uh, particular printer, which it might have been available in my previous inkjet printers that weren't um, high end, but I never really went looking for it, quite honestly, and um, and that's using ICC profiles. Now, if you don't know what that is, don't worry, because neither do I. But here's what I know about them. When you're setting up a print job, I happen to use Adobe Lightroom 3, and I also use Apple Aperture, which I like them both, and they both have their pros and cons, and maybe one day I'll get into my particular feelings on those uh, two software packages. But the reality is this. Um, you can plug into your print job the type of paper you're using, which is nothing new, but you can plug in the ICC profile. So if you're using the Epson Exhibition Fiber Paper, then you can actually set it to Exhibition Fiber Paper in your um, editing program. And what I think that does is it tries to match what you see on your screen to what comes out in the printer. So you kind of get a true-to-life um, tit-for-tat type print. So what you see is kind of what you get. Is that the case when I print? No. I use a uh, iMac with the cinema display, and don't get me wrong, I, I've tuned it with some of these um, color tuning uh, hardware devices you can buy. Uh, I used a Spider Express, and I didn't really notice too much of a difference from what came out of the box with the Apple ColorSync profile, but the reality is, is um, I do like the fact that you can tell your computer and your software program exactly which profile to use depending on which paper you're using. So. Um, a nice feature there. Now, if the ICC profiles isn't your thing or you're not really sure what that is, uh, you know, Epson certainly boasts that it has some of the, I guess we'll say, leading edge um, technology as far as the printer itself being able to handle um, 
you know, handling the colors and or the black and whites and just being able to control, um, you know, the, the print job itself through the included uh, print driver. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, from what I've gathered, and I'm sure some folks will write in and tell me whether I'm right or wrong either way, but from what I gather is using these ICC profiles is, um, is kind of a cool way to go. Now you can download those profiles from Epson and um, they load right into your computer. So then when you select your print job, um, you'll be able to select the, the correct ICC profile. So kind of a cool feature. Uh, like I said, not sure if it's on its own worth the $850, but I think yeah, you, you put that together with everything else that comes with the Epson. It's just yet another, uh, another base hit for an already home run piece of hardware. So that does it for this podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I greatly appreciate it. If you have any feedback or questions for the show, feel free to email me at erbreviews at gmail.com. That's erbreviews, plural, at gmail.com. Everyone have a great, happy, and safe holiday season. I really appreciate you listening, and we will certainly see you real soon. Thank you, and take care.